It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, Mr. Chairman, we, uh, we are baffled by the disappearance of Santa Claus, who was last seen in his sleigh heading toward this country. We must find Claus. How did you hear from him before he disappeared? He's on our shortwave two-way beam, but now he does not answer our call-up. We suspect foul play. Indeed, if we didn't suspect foul play, we detectives would have a devil of a time making a living. No, that's a good one, X. Oh, that's a very good one. <laughs> Shut up, Watson. Oh, my dear Holmes. Have you the transcript? <laughs> Of the log on the shortwave station just before his disappearance, if I'm not being too technical? Well, uh, yes, here it is, right here. Uh-huh. Calling S. Claus. Calling S. Claus. Over. This is S. Claus. Wind 90, speed 150, course 190, ceiling 210, correction, ceiling 200. I wonder what made him lower the ceiling. Obviously the OPA. <laughs> that was Claus's last transmission. Uh, yes, yes. Then the radio announcer read the news. Yes, I have it right here. Quote. Tonight, the OPA... I knew they had something to do with it. Tonight, the OPA decided... Hmm. Very interesting. What could the OPA say that would affect Santa Claus? Gentlemen, the case is solved. And not only that, but I've got two clues and a wet footprint left over. Wonderful. X brings home the bacon. Bacon and X. Oh, very good one. <laughs> Shut up, Watson. Oh, Holmes. <laughs> There's not a moment to lose. Come on, all of you. Here we are. Hurry. The shortwave station. X, you're stubborn as a mule. I feel like a blind sheep following you on a wild goose chase. Or would you rather be a fish? <laughs> Quick. Give me the shortwave transmitter circuit that Santa Claus is listening to. Here's a microphone, sir. But we've uh, been calling him without avail. I fear he's crashed, sir. This is X testing. One, two, button my shoe. Three, four, shut the door. Calling Santa Claus. Calling Santa Claus. S-A-N-T-A. S-A-N-T-A. Message for you. Message follows. What you heard on the news broadcast does not, I repeat, does not apply to you. I say again, what you heard on the news broadcast does not, I repeat, not apply to you. Come in, please. Over. <laughs> this is Santa Claus. Roger. Taking off for the United States. Course 190. Full speed ahead. Stand by for a chimney landing in every home in America. That is all. Over. And out. Did you hear that? Good old Hooray! Mr. X, we cannot thank you enough. But how did you ever find out what made Santa Claus stop his trip from the North Pole? What did he hear in the news broadcast? Uh, elementary, eh, Mr. X? No, elementary, Mr. Holmes. Here is what made Santa stop his trip. I read the news from the broadcast. Quote, Tonight the OPA decided that the meat shortage is so acute... 
that reindeer will now be sold in butcher shops. You're amazing, amazing, my dear fellow. Shut up, Watson. Oh, Holmes, go home. Many thanks to Herbert Marshall, better known as the man called X. Now it is time for another visit between the servicemen who are spending Christmas overseas and their families who are wishing they were here in America. To bring you the second overseas pickup, we take you now to Westbrook Van Voorhees in New York. At home, a lot of the fun of Christmas is in the suspense. Wondering was what is in this or that package. Yet scrupulously obeying the injunction, do not open until Christmas. Overseas, the U.S. fighting man could hardly be blamed if he opened his Christmas box as soon as it came, G.I. packs being as heavy as they are. And long ago, long before December 25th, news pictures reached the U.S. showing G.I.s unwrapping these gifts, mailed away back last October. After all, fruitcake tastes good any time, and socks and sweaters are as warm December 1st as they are today. So, far from home, their presents unwrapped. Today, for many a U.S. fighter overseas, is one more day of mud or dust, cold or heat. Food from rolling kitchens or K-rations. G.I.s in the U.S. have a fighting chance to call home. But all the transatlantic and transpacific lines together could never take care of all the fighting Joes overseas who want to talk to the best girl in the world, whether she's mom or wife or the girl next door. Now, here's Doug Browning again. Thank you, Westbrook. Hello, Hal Peters in Paris. Hello, Doug. Uh, who do we have over there to talk to in the way of some boys? Now, we've got Private John Marsala of Brooklyn. He's uh, here in the studio with us. He was wounded at St. Lowe last July by a landmine, but he's absolutely all right now, and he's uh, waiting to talk to his mother and father and his two sisters. Well, by golly, we've got him right here. Here is his mother. Hello, Mom. Hello, John. Hello, how are you? All right, Johnny. That's How are good. you? Well, Mom. Don't worry. You have a nice Christmas, John? Yes, well. How I about... hope you got a nice Christmas and Happy New Year. Good. How about you? All right. We have a nice Christmas, John. Well, how's Pop? He's all right. That's nice. You're going to talk to him in just a minute. All right, good. Everybody's all right, Johnny. That's you well, know, Mom. Johnny is in Nicky's prison war, you know. Yeah, I heard He's enjoyment. He's all right, Johnny. That's well. All right, Johnny. Don't worry too much, Mom. Okay. Well, how would you like to talk to Evelyn now? Put her on, please. Here she is. Hello, Hello Chip. Hello, Eve. How's the kid, brother? Chippy. Hello, Eve. Hello, darling. How are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. That's good. I hope you have a very merry Christmas, Chippy. Same for you, Eve. Listen, darling, I would I would have brought Patty, but she, you know how she is. She's starting to crawl around. But uh -huh. she's at Carl's mom's house. Do you want to say hello to them and a merry Christmas, please? Right. They're listening in. Okay, who who was that? Uh, Carly's mother. Will you please say hello oh, to them? Hello there, Mrs. Ritter. Thanks, uh, darling. Merry Christmas to you and Arthur and all the rest out there. Now, how about Dad? Hello, Here's Pop. 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 Hello, Johnny. Hello, Hi. Pop. Okay. Gee, it's good to hear your voice. Oh yeah, nice. Uh, listen, Johnny, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You receive any money? Yeah, I got it, Pop. Okay, nice. Don't send any more, though. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now, how about the other sister? All right? Here she is. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Angie. How are you? All right, how are you? Okay. <laughs> That's well. Johnny, you... will you say hello to Charlie? He's listening in. Charlie? Yeah. Hey, Charlie. 
How are you, boy? I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you, Take honey. care of yourself. Now you have 15 more seconds to say goodbye to Mom, all right? Okay. Danny, take a kale sulfur. God bless you. Yeah, same to you, Mom. Danny, you receive the package I sent you? And, uh... With the scent? Yeah. Yeah, where are Johnny? Where you, where you are, Johnny? Huh? Where always is it? Yeah, I will, Mom. God bless you. Same to all you. All right, bye, Johnny. God bless you all. All Merry right, Hal. Merry Christmas. Who else? Uh, now we have, uh, oh, uh, Private First Class, uh, Francella Justina of the WAC. Right. Uh, she's from Utica, New York, and she's a typist here. She's been taking notes in shorthand, so I think she'll have a lot to say to her parents and her sister. That's right, Mr. and Mrs. She's, Justina. Uh, we'd hope to get her uh, fiancé uh, up to the mic, but he's a flyer and has lots to do, and he couldn't get away for Christmas leave, so she'll... You probably get the message from him to uh, her sister and her parents. Well, here is Mrs. Justina. Hello, Mother. Hello, Franya. How are you? Fine. How are you? Thanks. Fine. Good. How are you? Fine. I'm buddy. Okay. How sis? Who? Sis B and Helen. Every everybody okay. That's fine. Stanley, Stanley okay. And Mary and George. Uncle That's John and Sophie. Everybody okay. Is a cousin. Your brother John okay. Is Cousin Stan home? Yes. And I too? Yes. Oh, that's fine. How's Pug? Okay. That's well. Here he is. Thank right you, love you. Kiss you. God bless you and your comrade too. God bless you, Mother. Here's Dad. Hello, Tanya. Oh, hello, Daddy. How are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you? Oh, fine. Good. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Happy Christmas, New Year. Daddy. You know, uh, Aunt Mary tell you the same thing. Same George, thing. Uncle too. That's you know? fine, Daddy. John, Uncle too. That's uh, well. How's you got a Christmas over there? Oh, good? very good. I got nine packages today, Dad. All right. Uh, listen, Francis, you be careful yourself, you know? Yes. Because... Have you, have you heard from Bob? Oh, yeah, uh, no, Bob's not here. He's not here. Yeah, he's over there by the young. Near you, I guess. He's over there. Well, goodbye. Bye, Dad. God bless you. Where's this B? Yeah, be here. Right here. Here's Benita. Hello, sis. Hello, sis. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. Isn't this a wonderful Christmas that's present? That's the best Christmas present I got yet. Oh, that's wonderful. Did Cousin Stan come home? Yes, he is, and he sends you his love, and he says he's saving a bottle of champagne for you. Yes, well. And Cousin Mad, too? Oh, he's grand. He was home just a short while ago, you know. Oh, that's well, yes. I got a letter from Pensacola from him. Oh, wonderful. Did you get all our packages? Yeah, nine today. Oh, that's grand. You must have had a nice Christmas then. Very good. This is the best, though. Oh, that's well. How's this, Helen? Oh, she's just fine. They all send you their love. Uh-huh. Likewise to them. That's great. Well, how about Mother saying goodbye now, will you? All right. Bye, Mother and Daddy. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye my dear. Bye-bye. Goodbye. God bless you. Thank goodbye, you. Franya. Bye-bye, Daddy. Goodbye, Frank. Bye, sis. Bye-bye. Bye. We pause briefly in the Blue Network's Christmas program for station identification. Hollywood again, we're starting the second hour of Christmas on the Blues. You'll hear Ed Wynn, Andy Russell, Charlotte Greenwood with Charlie Cantor, the famous Fred Waring chorus, The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix, 
then Joey Brown, who will introduce more American families speaking with their sons in the Pacific Combat Zone. Here again is Gracie Field. And now Christmas on the Blue has the pleasure of bringing you an intellectual discussion on the finer things in music. And this discussion will take place in New York between the famous Metropolitan Opera commentator, Milton Cross, and the famous authority on anything ridiculous, Mr. Ed Wynne. We take you now to New York. Hello, Ed. Hello, hello, Milton. Well, it's very nice of your sponsor, Ordinance, to present you in Happy Island every Friday night and then to give you to us today. Yes, I'm glad to be here, uh, Milton. <laughs> but, Ed, I can't imagine what we'd have in common. Why not? I used to be a musician, you know. I made my debut when I was 11 years of age in Carnegie Hall as a violinist. Didn't you know that? Oh, right in the middle of a violin concerto, Milton, the whole audience got up and walked out of the hall into the street. <laughs> So I went out on the street and played the violin and chased the audience back in a <laughs> hall again, you know. Well, I didn't know you were musical. Oh, my whole family is musical, Milton. My brother used to play one of those big violins. What do you call that, the biggest violin in the orchestra there? Oh, you mean the bass viol. A bass mm. viol. My brother used to play one of those. He played it for eight years, but the family made him give it up because it hated him socially. You know what happened? Whenever he asked a young lady to dance, just from force of habit, <laughs> he grabbed the girl around the neck with one hand and beat her on the back with the other. Just <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed, yeah. but you don't sound like a musician to me. Oh, there isn't a thing I don't know about music, Milton. I have my doubts about that. Well, you ask me a question. Go on, any question. All right. What's the difference in the contrapuntal technique employed by Shostakovich in his Allegro con moto as opposed to the Largo motivations in the fugues by Bach? No coaching from the audience now. I'll, just, I'll get this thing here. You see, you know nothing about music. No, you don't think I do, eh? I consider myself... Hand me a violin there, Melton. Here. Here's the violin. Here. You understand music thoroughly, I suppose. Well, uh, my pretty good judge of it. Do you hear that note? Mm-hmm. Do you hear that? Yes. Well, you know so much about music. What opera is that note from? Huh? I guess that settles him. <laughs> Just a musical ignoramus, that's all <laughs> Well, Ed, uh, that may be. But to strike a serious note for a minute, we have a special guest this afternoon, and I think you're just the man to introduce him. All right, Melton. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you will permit me to drop my comic mask and appear before you as a human being. If I were asked why our next guest should be on this program, I'd say for one thing that he's probably the fastest up-and-coming young comedian in the movies. I think he proved that in See Here Private Hargrove, in which he didn't have the title role but got more attention from the critics than anyone else in the picture. I think he's also the most versatile young comedian in pictures, too. But I think that he is entitled to a spot on this great Christmas show today because at the present time, he is making three pictures simultaneously, also being an assistant director on another picture and still found time to write a story which is going to be made by MGM. That is why I think this young man should be with us today and not because he happens to be my son, Keenan Wynn. Keenan isn't in New York, so we're going to try to contact him in California. 
Hello, Dad. No, that's my line, Pop. I say hello, Dad. Oh, I thought I'd say hello. No, you you got to kind of mix up. <laughs> There's my son now. Hello, son. You got another line, Pop. You say, I miss you, son. I got to have the right cue. Oh, is that... Oh, is that so? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss you, son. Well, I miss you, Dad. Well, I miss you very much, son. I miss you very much, Dad. You do? Yeah. Now I know how George... Hardy felt when Mickey Rooney was drafted. I don't know. But I want you to know, Keaton, I'm very proud of you, my little baby boy. Hey, Dad. Yes? I got news yes. for you. I'm no longer a little baby. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Since those days, I've added 25 years to my age. That's funny. I've only added 10 to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Say, look, Pop, I, I yes? hate to disillusion you, but I'm a man. Oh, you always wanted to get old quick. I say you're a baby. Even when you were a few months old, you were the only kid who wore a, a dighty with a belt in the back. Well, I, I guess I must have given you a lot of trouble when I was younger. You gave me a lot of trouble when you were younger. You were certainly a problem. Well, it was your own fault, the kind of education you gave me. Why, what do you mean, the kind of education I gave you? There was no kid who knew so much as you. Two years at Smith, two years at Bassett, Three years at Wellesley? Those are all girls' schools. <laughs> they were all girls' schools. Mm -hmm. Well, there was no kid who knew as much as you. That's all I <laughs> Well, those days are gone. I'm, I'm an old married man now. I can't believe you're married, oh, son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you... My baby boy is married. Yeah. And your baby boy has a baby boy of his own. Little Edmund Wynn. How do you like that? My son has a son. How do you like that? I gave my son a splendid education. I sent him to the finest schools in the East. I bought him seven speedboats, three expensive foreign cars. I squandered a fortune on him, and that's the thanks I get. Just when I'm starting to go out with young girls again, he makes me a grandfather, the rat. <laughs> well, you just got to face it, Pop. You're a grandfather. I'm a grandfather. Well, I don't feel like a grandfather. I don't even feel like a father. I feel young. I'm going out with girls. I danced all hours. I'm having a great time for myself. Pop. Yes? Does your vitamin pill taste different lately? <laughs> Does my vitamin pill taste different lately? <laughs> well, all I can say, son, is there's not enough room in this family for two comedians. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I'm talking about you. Oh. Why don't you go into some other line of business? Are you sure you wouldn't be happy running a gas station? No, no, Pop. I'm doing too well in Hollywood. Yeah, I guess you are doing well out there. Yeah, I guess you're a big success. Yeah. Right now, I think you're a bigger star than I am. Oh, no. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Well, if you say so, Pop. <laughs> For heaven's sake, you didn't have to give in that easy, did you? <laughs> you sure... Are you sure that you wouldn't like it better selling insurance? <laughs> no. No, no, I'm happy in Hollywood. You're certainly making out pretty well, aren't you, son? Well, you wanted me to make good, didn't you? Of course I wanted you to make good. But there's such a thing as overdoing it, you know. Ah, <laughs> oh, Hollywood. I remember when I was working there. Oh, well, things have changed since you worked here, Pop. They're making pictures with sound now. <laughs> oh, is that so? Mm-hmm. That's a nasty crack. <laughs> I wonder whether a father can force a son to open up a candy store. That's what I like. <laughs> Say, Keenan, since you're a big shot out in Hollywood, I guess you know all the stars. Oh, some, some. Yes? Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you about a Satan star out there. Well, which one? 
Well, I know you'll think this is silly. No, 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 I won't. Go ahead. Well, I don't know whether I should. Oh, go ahead. What is it? Do you know Frank Sinatra? <laughs> of course I know Frank Sinatra. My last time I saw Frankie, he took me to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You poor kid. What? <laughs> Why, what do you mean? You were being fed by a tube. <laughs> Tell me, what else is new in Hollywood? Well, uh, let's see. Dorothy Lamour is married. Dorothy Lamour is married? That's right. That's a, that's a shame. That's too bad. Why? What's the difference? You, you didn't stand a chance with Dorothy when she was single. Oh, I know I didn't stand a chance. But I can fire... Well, let me start that over again. I don't yeah. know. I feel so terrible about it. You say to me that I didn't stand a chance with Dorothy when she was single. That's right. Well, then I say I know. I can't fire a gun either, but I'm sorry when the hunting season is over. <laughs> well, Dad, I hope New York agrees with you. Oh, I love New York, son. I know everyone in town. Really? Do you know Mayor LaGuardia? Do I know Mayor LaGuardia? What a silly question. Every time I pass the mayor on the street, I tip my hat. And the mayor's hat tips him. <laughs> Do I know the mayor? Well, how's the family, Pop? The family? Do you remember your Aunt Serena? Oh, sure. The, I mean the one who walks in her sleep? Oh, what about Aunt Serena? Well, last night she dreamt she was preparing tin cans for the war effort, and she woke up and found she had done the most terrible thing in the world. Well, what was that, Pop? Well, she dragged her husband to the bathtub, turned on the faucet, was stepping on his face, and then started to yell, I'll flatten this one out of it takes all night. <laughs> well, say, Dad. Yeah? Uh, I forgot to congratulate you on your 50th birthday. Yeah. I want to congratulate you now, Dad, and I hope you live another 50 years. Well, that's awfully sweet, son. I'm repeating this for the New York audience. You're congratulating me on living 50 years and hope I live another 50? That's right. Well, I believe I will. Because I feel stronger right now than when I started the first 50. <laughs> well, before I go, Dad, uh, what else is new? What's new? Don't you know that I've got the most popular radio program on the air? The most popular radio program on the air? Well, not exactly the most popular program. But it's among the first ten... The first ten? Well, the first ten programs on Friday night, yes. <laughs> Anyhow, it's, it's got the biggest listening audience of any show. The biggest listening audience of any comedy show? Well, not exactly the biggest, no. Not the biggest listening audience. But we got more laughs than any show. Well, you got more laughs than any show. Yes, any show like Inner Sanctum, yes, yes. <laughs> and besides, the... The sponsor, think of this, Keenan. Yeah? The sponsor has given me a contract for five years. Five years? Well, it's really three years. That's really what it is. Three years? Well, not exactly three years, no. But it's for two years with monthly options. Monthly? <laughs> monthly options? Well, I'm on next week. You're not going to talk me out of that. <laughs> So long, Dad. Many thanks to Ed Wynn in New York and Keenan Wynn here in Hollywood. It is rare in this business of being funny to find such a bond between father and son. And it is impossible in this business of winning a war to find a bond better than a United States war bond. Buy all you can as soon as you can so that our fighting men won't have to spend another Christmas away from home. 
Once again, from the sunny shores of California, we travel across America to the snowy sidewalks of New York, and there, if everything goes according to schedule, we'll find a young singer by the name of Andy Russell. They tell me Andy has broken all attendance records since he has been back in New York. He is a star of his own very popular show on the Blue Network on Tuesday and Thursday night at 7.15. And right now, he is going to sing, I Don't Want to Love You. We take you now to Andy Russell in New York.
Back in Hollywood, now I want you to meet a young man you met earlier on the program. Right now, he is playing in his usual role as announcer on the Charlotte Greenwood Show. Mr. Wendell Niles, start announcing, please. I guess you folks have been reading in the newspapers and magazines about the wonderful new homes we're going to have after the war. You know, with all the most modern scientific improvements, fluorescent lights, radiation heat, doors that open and shut by electronics and hot and cold running mortgages. Well, in this next sketch, we're going to drop in on an average American couple who've been planning just such a post-war home. And so it becomes my pleasure to introduce my favorite comedian. As a matter of fact, I've been introducing her over the Blue Network each Sunday afternoon on the Hallmark Charlotte Greenwood Show at 3 o'clock Eastern War Time. And I want to say very sincerely that it really is a pleasure to know her and to work with her. Here she is, America's first lady of comedy, Charlotte Greenwood. Well, welcome to the Blue Network Christmas Show, Mrs. Greenwood. Wendell, what was that you just said? Well, I said, uh, welcome, Mrs. Greenwood. Now, you know it isn't Mrs. Greenwood, it's Miss Greenwood. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and here is the other half of our sketch, Charlie Cantor. <laughs> Sweetheart, come in here, quick. Do you know what this is? Yes, darling, it's a roll of paper. No, no, I know we can't build now, but when we can, these are the plans for our new house. They've just been approved by FHA. Isn't F that wonderful? FHA, anybody we know? FHA means Federal Housing Administration. Oh, do they approve the plans? We're building the house, aren't we? Sure, but they have to approve them. Mm -hmm. uh, look, this is the blueprint. I'll spread it out of here so you can see it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want a blue house. I want a white house with green shutters. Well, that's what this is going to be. Mm -hmm. We want a white house, so you bring home a blueprint. <laughs> Look, honey, it's going to be a white house with green shutters. Where does it say that? Doesn't say that anyplace. Now, look, honey, this is the living room. Well, it's awfully small. Oh, I forgot to tell you. It's a scale of one inch to one foot. A one-foot living room? Now, that's silly. <laughs> no, what I mean is every inch here is a foot. Well, that's ridiculous. How can an inch be a foot? <laughs> what I mean is whenever they mean a foot, they use an inch. Now, there's no sense to that at all. Oh, look, you will have to take my word for it, but this is the living room. They're not putting anything over on you, are they? Why should they try to put anything over on me? Well, everybody else does. You remember when you bought that oriental rug? Oh. Hmm. That was a mistake. Yeah. Well, maybe this is a mistake, well, too. Well, now, look, darling, nobody's trying to put anything over on me. This is backed by the government. You said the FHA. But the government is the FHA. Now, don't tell me that. Now, the government is the USA. I... <laughs> look, the FHA is part of the USA, like... Uh, like, like Oklahoma. Uh, no, no, not like Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma is part of the USA. Well, all right, all right. Never mind Oklahoma. Now, please, look at these plans. Well, what are those things? Seats. That's impossible. You can't get them. Can't get what? Seats for Oklahoma. <laughs> Darling, will you forget Oklahoma? Those are window seats. Well, where are the windows? Right there. Well, they don't look like windows to me. Oh, look, you have to use your imagination. You can't imagine windows. They have to be there. Well, just take my word for it. They are there. Now, look, here, here is the fireplace. Oh, now, that looks awfully small. Uh, don't forget the scale. I know. One it's easy to lose sleep when you're worried about your health insurance plan. But when you have a family counting on you to take care of them, having the right coverage is more important than ever. Anthem HealthKeepers plans can help. With low to no cost coverage for you and your family.
so you never go it alone. That's our anthem. Click to learn more. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.